Last time on the creep off. Carl made the child watch him have sex with the cows. Mark just like getting some jabs in. And there's video of this. Yeah. Bitch, I'm a cow. I'm not a cat. I don't say now. I'm extremely uncomfortable. <laughs> I think that there is cheating going on. People are cheating. You're a cheater. You love it. This is not funny. I'm not going to calm down. I'm in a fucking cow bikini, Vinny, because people are cheating. By the way, have you ever worn a thong bikini bottom before? Attention parents, what you're about to see is not suitable for kids. Shoot, it's not even suitable for some grown-ups. You might want to walk away now if you ain't into these type of things. I'm going to give the people what they want. Sensation, horror, shock. I'm going to deliver the goods because I'm alive and I'm not backing down. Cuckoo, cuckoo. Everything is rocking out of control when we hit Japan. Disgusting, vomit-inducing thing. Hola, creepos. Welcome to another edition of your favorite true crime podcast. It's the show about creeps, by creeps, for you creeps. It's the Creep Off. I'm your host. The Tower of Power, too sweet to be sour. The people's champion. And I would like to introduce my co-host. He blinded me with club feet. <laughs> he blinded me with club feet. It's hot c c c carla Hey, what's happening? Vinny Paulino, good to see you, my friend. I'm very happy to be back in a t-shirt and shorts this week. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, you guys get all dolled out when, when you, play you out. do podcast in a cow bikini, it makes everything else more comfortable. I'm much more comfortable today. I feel good about this. I, I, going through that experience has changed my my whole outlook on life. Yeah, you liked the thong nope. you said, and you kept it. Nope. Nope. Not a fan. Never wearing that again. Dunzo. Do you have more respect for women now? No. Less. Much less. If that's huh. even possible. Huh. I know. I was surprised, too. I thought I could only go in one direction from where I was. But nope. Nope. You're like, you wear these things? <laughs> Bunch of idiots. Bunch of dummies. <laughs> So, Carl, I'm yeah. glad that you uh, you were a good sport. Uh, thank you to everybody who checked out our Instagram page, which is a very silly place. So please make sure you check it out, at CreepOffPod. Yeah. It's a lot of fun over there. I saw on our Instagram that uh, the latest voting, Joe Biden won with 99% of the votes. There's something going on. He's the president of the United <laughs> States of America. There's something going on with our voting. And uh, I don't want to spend every week bitching about it, Vinny. I'm not going to do that. Okay? So here's, I was going to make you an offer, but you seem to be in a good mood, so I'll just take the point. But the vote is definitely moving next week. Yes. It's going to Patreon because, you guys, we asked you nicely last week. Yeah, they don't care. And so Vinny has 51% of the vote. <laughs> This is no fun because right now I would usually play like my glorious music. You know what the fuck? But you know they cheated. No, fuck you! All right, no, it's going to Patreon. I told you there was going to be boasting. 
It's going to be on the Patreon page. Anybody could vote there. Anyone could go there and vote. It's fine. You just uh, probably have to log in or some shit. I don't think you do. I think we should bring it to Reddit. I think we should try it on Reddit this week. Because then you have to have a login to vote. Okay, so here's I, why I, I wanted to avoid out. Reddit. This is why I know that this, this was cheating this week. There are exactly 666 votes on the creep op. Did you notice that, Vinny? Makes you sense that to adds me, up Carl. To 666? Yeah. You think that's a coincidence? I think not. Well, I think the Dark Lord wanted me to win. Yeah, well, but... that's probably true. <laughs> That'll give you. I'm the Dark Lord's favorite son. Now, Carl, I want to talk about this for a second. The reason why I didn't necessarily want it to go to Reddit is because our creep off Reddit page yeah. is hard to find. Okay. And here's why it's hard to find, folks. Can we just put a link from our website? Is I'm it... going to put a link to the okay. website. I'm going to do that. But if you're just looking on Reddit and you haven't been able to find it, it's because a long time ago we jokingly called the show The The Creep Off. Oh, right. Somebody said, why is, it, why is the web address The The Creep Off? Right. So it's um, one of those things where you have to look up <laughs> The The Creep Off to be able to find it. Okay. And nobody who's new to the show thinks to look there. No, so I we'll wouldn't. put a link okay. where the voting would be for you to go vote. On Reddit this week. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I don't even have a fucking Reddit account. I'm sorry we're having this conversation on air, but it's it's just annoying now. You're gonna have to post it. That's fine. Okay. Happy to do that. Great. I appreciate that. You can create a Reddit account, you know, Vinny. I could. I don't care. You're doing it. Okay. You do some work around here for fucking. Months. All right. Yeah. Listen, that's fine. You're the one bitching. You can do a little work. Oh, I know. I'm the one bitching. You are. Well, I'm the Vinny. one who won. All right. I'm not even gonna get into it. I'm not even gonna feed the trolls today. Winhousing for the winhousing. You won fair and square because you made up some story about some dairy farmer. I didn't make up shit. How dare you? Yep. Well, today we are going to the land of the rising sun, Carl. That's correct. We had a big recent news with a former prime minister. Who would have known? I think his name was Abe Lincoln. I think it was his name. I don't even know his name. Was assassinated over there in Japan. So we thought, wow, those people are creeps sometimes. Maybe we should uh, check out the creepiest Japanese person. Well, why not? I mean, that island I thought was pretty secure. I think you said it best earlier that they uh, they don't allow guns. And no. So they just had the one on the island. Yeah. And a guy got killed. Sucks. It's an island of creeps. Yes. They have one gun, and this is what they do with it. <laughs> yeah, they pass it around. <laughs> it's like, who do you want to get with it? So... Either way, I'm I'm uh, excited to go first today because my creep wow. Okay. This uh this story was something that was unknown to me. Yes, go ahead, get Let's it started. It. My creep today is not just a creep. He's an indictment on Japanese fucking society, Carl. Okay? <laughs> okay? My creep today is a monster, mm-hmm. but he has been celebrated in Japanese Oh, it's culture. Godzilla. You brought Godzilla. That's awesome. What's the one with the heads? Oh, I don't know. I forgot. <laughs> so he's been celebrating Japanese culture since the 80s. But before I tell you anything about him, I'm going to tell you a couple of facts. Okay. Carl, we're going to start with this. The man the facts. never stood trial. He is the only creep I have ever presented that has been immortalized in a Rolling Stone song. Since he has been very open about the crime he committed, he's written mangas and books about his crimes He's appeared on television shows. Why, why do I care if he enjoys mangoes? What does uh, that have to do with anything? Uh, what, what's the, uh, the creepy porn drawings? Manga? Um, well, there's hentai. Right, and then there's manga. Okay. So it's not just a delicious fruit? Okay. It's not. Keep moving. He's done cameos of himself in movies, Carl. 
Most of the detail I have in the story comes directly from this guy, from all of his writings. His name is Issei Sagawa. All right. Now, he was born very early. He was a little tiny baby. This guy was really tiny. Wow, a tiny Japanese person, you don't say. Four foot 11. Okay. If he was wearing, like, boots. I dated a Korean who was 4'11". When he was born, dude, he could fit in the palm of his dad's hand. That's how tiny this guy was. So he was like a premature, tiny, little, skinny guy. Wait a second. Now this is turning into like a fairy tale. I'm not buying any of this. They played to the sea. <laughs> and out right. came Issei Sagawa. <laughs> the fucking monster. <laughs> okay. So his dad had a shit ton of money. They were a very good family, well-educated kid. And... uh he and his younger brother were very close, and as a child, his father and his uncle used to play games with these kids mm -hmm. where they would dress up like monsters, and because they were so tidy, they'd put them in pots and pretend that they were cooking them. Okay, that's a fun game. Yeah, I yep. think so. Cook the kids. Cook the kids. Yep. It's a fun game. It is. So... <laughs> what the fuck? I prefer to put children in a walk, but that's fine. Pots are, are good, too. This kind of led to a weird obsession with this kid about fairy tales and stories of cannibalism. Like okay. his favorite stories were Hansel and Gretel and shit like that. Hmm. He even recalls that is about cannibalism, isn't it? It is. Oh, interesting. It is. Yeah. He even recalls sitting in class in first grade. Vinny, if you at, lived in a house made out of candy, how long would that house be standing for? I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm thinking one night you have an edible and it's it's over. You can it's over, Johnny. <laughs> The roof is gone. They're like, was this termites? <laughs> no, it's the guy over there who just diabetic shock. This candy cane roof was supposed to last 30 years. Didn't make it a day. What happened? All right. The I'm rhino happened, I'm baby. Carl. Yeah. He's, he's in first grade. He remembers sitting there looking at other children's thighs while they were wearing shorts mm -hmm. and wondering how they tasted. Okay. Isn't that nice? Yeah, it's pleasant. Yeah. His big childhood crush was Grace Kelly. Remember good old Grace Kelly? I don't. She's a beautiful woman. Okay. She became the princess of Morocco. Okay. Either way, he didn't want to fuck her. He dreamed about cooking her and eating her. Okay. And this is like as a kid. You and me, we're talking Tiffany Amber Thiessen. This guy's like... Yeah, pumpkin face? I bet you want to eat that pumpkin. Oh, <laughs> pumpkin everybody pie. wants a little bit of that pumpkin. <laughs> and fuck it. He's just thinking about fucking roasting Grace Kelly out of goddamn spigot, dude. Uh -huh. Well, kids think weird things. But what happens when you get older? Well, they stop thinking of those weird things. Mm, not our boy Issei. He's 23 years old. He's a student in college. He gets arrested for attempted rape. Okay. After he crawls into the second story window of a German woman that he admired in Tokyo. He followed the German woman home, then broke into her apartment while she was sleeping. Now, according to his book, his intention was to... This is the craziest shit I've ever heard, girl. Okay. He wanted to slice off part of her buttocks and sneak away with it and eat it. <laughs> Sounds like a fun little prank. <laughs> right? Yeah. He's like, I, I don't want to wake her up. He's yeah. got like a night, like he's going to slice up this woman's butt. Yeah. And expect her to sleep through it. Of course. Uh, Germans sleep hard, man. Okay. So she wakes up. And she's like a six-foot-tall German woman, and he's this 4'11", premature man, and she just beats the shit out of him and holds him there. Good. So he never Great told... story, Vinny. All right, so my creep this week... I'm not done. Oh, okay. Yeah. So either way, the police charge him with attempted rape. He didn't confess that his true intention... Wait, wait. 
Why is it attempted rape? Because she didn't know what the fuck he was doing in her bedroom. They assumed he was coming to rape her. It could have been anything. Well, that's what they did in Japan. He wants to read a bedtime story to her. Hansel and Gretel. Right, exactly. I don't know why you would assume rape, but all right. Well, either way, whole thing gets taken care of. He should have just shown his penis and be like, what am I going to rape with this thing? So tiny. What do you mean? That old chestnut. (laughs) Yeah. His dad paid off the German woman. All the charges got dropped. Everything got taken care of. And he decides. That's like U.S. justice right there. Wow. All right. Very progressive. Money talks. Yep. So they pay the woman. He returns to studying uh, and never passes the entrance exam to the school that he wanted to get into. So he decides to go to Paris and study literature and language. So this leads us to 1977. At the age of 27, he's living in France, Carl. Okay. And uh, in his books, he claims that almost every night I would bring a prostitute home and then try to shoot them. Try to shoot prostitutes? Yes. Hmm. This is really fucking weird. Yeah, that is weird. He would bring them home solely for the intent to murder them and eat them. But this didn't work out for him? But he never fired the gun. He said, my fingers always froze up and I couldn't do it. Okay, good. Sounds like a good guy. Yeah, great guy. He's got an internal battle going, but he's winning yeah. the battle. Well, he, he eventually lost this battle. Ow. When this girl named, she's a fellow student, Renee Hartvelt. She mm-hmm. was from uh, the Netherlands. She was studying with him, and they were friends. He invited her over to his house to read poetry, and he would help her translate it into German. Ah, that old chestnut. Well, she sits down at a desk and starts reading the poetry with her back to him. He pulls out a rifle and shoots her. In the neck. This woman turns around and is freaking out, blood gushing out of her neck. What poem was it? Something about footsteps in the sand, <laughs> I think is what it was. Okay. It was That's uh, a good one. Yeah. It turns out that he was carrying her right. the whole time Jesus to was. hell. Yeah. yeah. So either way, <laughs> she bleeds the fuck all over the place. Yeah. And he sees this and passes the fuck out. <laughs> He's got a weak stomach. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only problem with me being a murderer. Got a weak stomach. So he comes to, and she comes to, and he goes, This is going great. <laughs> Dude, he comes to, and he realizes what he did. And he's like, Huh. His words, I thought about calling an ambulance. He recalled, But then I thought, Hang on, don't be stupid. Yeah. You've been dreaming about this for 32 years, and now it's actually happening. What's He's, actually happening? A girl is bleeding out in your apartment? No, she's dead. He killed her. Okay. Issei laid a towel under her head and undressed Renee. She had Louise. sex with her body. Oh, boy. And then the first thing he wanted to do was take a bite from her buttocks. Jesus Christ. Very specifically, he wanted to eat her right buttock. Apparently, that was the plumper of the two. Okay. But when it came to it, this premature asshole realized that his teeth were not strong or sharp enough to cut through the flesh. So he was trying to get a bite. He's like gnawing on this woman's ass, but he cannot get it out. So he decides, you know what I got to do? What does he got to do? I got to go get something sharper. But he couldn't find anything else in the apartment. So he went to the store and bought a meat carving knife. Good idea. That's what that is for specifically. Yeah, I mean... Because if you would have got a chainsaw, I'd be like, no, dude, that's going to be a problem. Sure. But too meat, loud. Too loud. Carving knife. That's, so, that's the right choice. Over the next couple of days, our boy Issei cut up Renee and experimented with how to consume human flesh. He tried it raw, fried, baked it <laughs> to see which technique he enjoyed the most. Okay. Now, he even placed some of the meat in the freezer bags and placed them into his refrigerator for him to enjoy it a When he ate day. it raw, did he wrap rice around it at least? 
I don't know if he did sushi. I didn't know if he did sushi. Yeah. Some eel sauce. Yeah. Fucking gross. So during the dismembering process of uh, Rene, he took photographs of each stage. It's not known whether this was for his own enjoyment, uh, the sexual component of the case, or so he could recreate it. I've seen all of these photographs. Oh, fun. And I thought about putting them on the stream today. He should have written a book about how to lose weight. He could teach women how to lose weight. That would have been a bestseller. I'd like some tips. <laughs> Just give me a carving knife, Vinny. No, I, I need some steak, some See beef what we can tips. Do. <laughs> can we get some beef tips over here? Um, this, they don't know if he did this for like the enjoyment of it or if it was like a sexual. What do you mean they don't know? It? He wrote a book about it. Ask him. He's he's obviously very open about that. They don't know why. He'll tell you. So. After three days, right, her body's starting to stink a little. Sure. Some flies are starting to show up. Yeah. He knew it's time to get rid of her. So he bought two suitcases and an electric carving knife. Okay. He cut off her limbs and head and put them along with her torso inside both of the suitcases. I have seen the pictures of the police with the open suitcases and this woman's head on the table. This was gruesome as Just like Tetris, Tetris type shit where you gotta like place the arm and then bend it at the elbow and then the torso goes here and the Carl, leg this bitch foot was Humpty Dumpty you ain't putting <laughs> her back together again okay so he goes down to the lake at the Beau de Bologna which is the public park in Paris okay he hoped that he could throw the suitcases into the river Carl mm-hmm. and that they would just sink to the bottom sure and say la vie and he would walk away and enjoy a day in Paris. Well, turns out the suitcases were too heavy for this little fuck to carry. So he calls for a taxi, and the taxi driver helps him load them into the taxi. Sure, as they do. Yeah. Yep. And he goes, what do you got in here, a body buddy? <laughs> yeah. And he was like, was like ah, giggled. Mm-hmm. So... When he gets to the park, he struggles to carry the suitcases down to the lake by himself. Many eyewitnesses describe seeing a small Asian man struggling through the park with the suitcases heading towards the lake. That's got to be good for a laugh or two, right? Oh, my God. They're just going, oh, 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 oh. Oh, French. That's not how you do French. No, that's how, uh, what's his name does French. Go ahead. So uh, he became exhausted. He sat the suitcases down a couple times. He stood there and he looked at the sunset over the lake. Uh, and he, someone walked past him and asked him if the suitcases were his. He said no and walked away. So the man pulled the suitcases all back onto the land because he had put them down by like the beach bar mm-hmm. to like float away. They weren't really doing anything. And he was just like, I fucking give up. Yeah. And he leaves. And the guy opens the suitcases. Sure. Well, he's still within earshot. The guy opens the suitcases and sees that there's a fucking head and body parts in it. Mm -hmm. And he screams, murder, murder, everyone in the park. Cops are running around looking for him. They caught him pretty quickly. Yeah. This man should be in jail for the rest of fucking eternity. Sure. Well, his wealthy father provides a lawyer for him. After being held for two years, he's waiting trial. He's found legally insane and unfit to stand trial by the French court. I would agree with that. So they send him indefinitely to a mental institution. Okay. After spending four years in this institution, the lawyer hired by his dad convinces the French authorities that it'd be better for the guy to go back to Japan instead of staying in France. Wait, who convinces who? The lawyer convinces him it would be better for this man's mental health because he's a native Japanese speaker to be in a mental institution in in Japan Japan. as opposed to France. Okay. 
So they deport him back to Japan in 1984. Yeah, I'm sure Fred is like, oh, no, please don't take this psycho away from our country. Oh, geez. All right. Yeah, God. Exactly right. Yeah. They're like, fucking take him. <laughs> yeah. Get, get you him want the fuck him? out of here. So they get him in the, the, uh, the psychiatric hospital in Japan, and they go, well, he has a personality disorder, but he's not legally insane. Okay. So second opinion. Very good. Right. Yep. His examining psychologists all declared him sane and found sexual perversion was the sole motivation for the murder. Okay. And uh, at He's that point- He's got a kink. What, are we going to kink shame the guy? He likes to cut people up and eat them. At that point, because the charges against him in France were dropped because they said he was insane- Right. Wow. This, this is, whole thing falls right through the cracks. This is a loophole. This is some kind of technicality. And this here. motherfucker- Checks himself out of the mental hospital, and he's been free ever fucking since. That's awesome. Very good. That's a, that's a happy ending. Carl. And since then, he's been on book tours, and he's a celebrity. That's awesome. He, Dude, I, he wrote I like to see restaurant reviews ending. for a magazine. <laughs> yeah. Dude, not, none of the flesh on the menu. <laughs> none of the human flesh on this menu. I didn't enjoy it very much. He lives under a new name in Tokyo now. Mm -hmm. Vice TV interviewed him, I think, a few years ago. I was going to play clips of it, but it's all in Japanese. It might not have translated well to the podcast. So if you want to watch not. that, yeah. if you want to watch that, it's on YouTube. You could watch an actual interview with this fucking guy, and it is chilling. So is he cured now? Has he stopped eating people since then? So here's what he says. Yeah, what's up? He claims he would never act on his cannibalistic urges. He says he has no desire to kill another human being. He doesn't like to kill. Okay. But. What <laughs> I, I don't kill. I don't like to kill. I don't like to kill. <laughs> but. Yeah. He can't help it when he sees a beautiful woman mm. to wonder what she might taste like, not in the fun way. He also said. <laughs> I want to eat her ass. Yeah, I do too, buddy. I get it. Yeah. No, no, no. You don't get it. Motorboat a little bit. No, no, no. <laughs> no I mean no, sauteed. No. <laughs> with some mushrooms and shallots like that guy in the fucking French prison. Yeah. So he also said he thinks his desire to eat Renee Hartfelt might have been satisfied if the German woman had allowed him to drink her urine or eat her pubic hair because that would have given him strength. Okay. So this man is a complete loon. Yeah. He's drawn comic books about when he was a child, his fantasies of murdering his aunt and eating her. I mean, there's, it's fucking sick, and he's just out free, wandering that goddamn island. Good for him. That I, I'm gonna say we don't have a lot of stories with happy endings on this show. So, so I, finally we have one of that. I appreciate that you brought that. Can buddy. I play you something real quick? Yeah, of course. There's a Rolling Stone song from their album "Undercover of the Night" from like 1984. Oh, okay. Not their best work. I was, I was going to say, that's not the Stones era that people refer to very often. Right. And I, I found this out, and I had to pull the clip of them talking about him. Listen to this shit. Here's Mick Jagger retelling the story. A friend of mine was just Japanese. He had a girlfriend in Paris. He, he hesitated for six months. And then eventually, she said yes. You know? Took it to his apartment. Cut off her head. Put the rest of her body in the refrigerator and a piece by piece. Put her in the refrigerator, put her in the freezer. And when her ate her, took her bones to the Bois de Boulogne. By chance, the taxi driver noticed him burying the bones. You don't believe me? Truth is stranger than fiction. He drives there every night. How fucking weird is that? That sucks. That's I'm in the so middle the, of a Rolling Stones song. I'm so glad the Beatles broke up before the 80s. 
can't even imagine what that would have sounded like. Dude, That's I know terrible. Ringo would have learned since. Yeah, for sure. Also, who's playing guitar in that song? The Edge? The fuck was that? Not good, guys. Not uh, good stuff. You want to hear some really good guitar playing, guys? Here's a clip. <laughs> That's Carl's awesome guitar playing and singing. I was singing Gay Bar at the karaoke show this past week. Yes, he was. It was Vinny great. Showed up. Yes. I hope you'll do it at the uh, at your show the night before the Creep Off roast on September oh, 17th. Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll bring back Gay Bar for that show. I think the fans would enjoy it. Did you see Crow singing uh, Joe Cocker by any chance? Nailed it. For that? It yeah, was that unbelievable. Was, that was pretty good. You that know what, you know what made down. that amazing? What's that? The Bukaki Queen and Jenny Jingles singing back up to Croge, destroying that song. Killed it. It was they amazing. They did do a fantastic job. People enjoyed that. I mean, it's no gay bar, but you know, people like that song too, I guess. <laughs> Good stuff, six. Carl. Are we getting kicked off of YouTube at any point here? I feel like we're playing a lot of music all nah, the time. No, I think we're all right. All right. Is it time for My Creep? It sure is. My Creep is a gentleman named Yoshio Kadera, And the reason why I wanted to bring in Yoshio is because he comes from an era of Japan that everyone was a lunatic. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Japan, I don't know. The 80s. <laughs> nope. I don't know if you know about it. No, that's, I'm not talking about gung-ho Japan. I am talking about World War II Japan. Oh. The, the Japan that actually led to them getting bombed. By an atomic bomb and the rest of the world going, yeah, they, they kind of earned that one. You know, there wasn't someone who was just like, man, that, you guys went a little too far with that. People were just like, yeah, no, they, they had that one coming. These guys are uh, a problem. Was this guy ever like a guest on the uh, Japanese equivalent of uh, Kelly and Michael? I didn't get that far in my research. Okay. I don't know. But he grew up a very quiet kid. And the reason why he grew up very quiet is because he had a stutter. He was a I don't stuttering trust him. Jap. Can I say that? Is that, is that okay to say? You think you can get away with that? <laughs> uh, in fact, it's rumored that his friends called him MC Stammer. In 1923, at the age of 18, he joined the Imperial Japanese Navy. In 1928, Yoshio was stationed in China and participated in the Jinyan Incident, where he personally killed six Chinese soldiers. He also raped many women in China and, in one instance, stuck a sword into the belly of a pregnant woman. And this is kind of the antics that the Japanese were up to at the time, where the Chinese were not too thrilled with them being their neighbor. There were some some issues going on. He was a part they of that. They fucking love kebabs, don't they? They do. They love a good kebab. Shortly after his return to Japan in 1932, Yoshio retired with the rank of sergeant and settled down with his new wife. However, she would leave him due to him cheating on her, which she only discovered after a child was born from another woman. Can I get an oh-no drop, please, Minnie? Oh, certainly. Oh, no. Oh, wow, who's this kid? Oh, shit, yeah, it's my kid. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) (laughs) Not long after, so she left him. Not long after that, he went on a rage-induced rampage, attacking members of his wife's family, which resulted in the injury of six people and the murder of his wife's father. His father-in-law he decided to kill. Listen, man, everybody's wanted to kill their father-in-law at least once. At least once. And you just got to resist, get through it, and move on. He was arrested and sentenced to 15 years in prison, but was released early on parole in 1940. This would prove to be a big mistake, Vinny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Between May of 1945 and August of 1946, he raped and murdered at least 10 women, 
in Tokyo. Once the Japanese announced their surrender in 1945, he used the aftermath of the war to his advantage by manipulating and tricking women in need before killing them. His victims included a 21-year-old that he raped and murdered after breaking into a female dormitory in a Navy clothing factory. He then raped and strangled a 31-year-old at a train station before stealing her watch and money. Not long after that, he befriended a 22-year-old who was in need of money after the war. He invited her into a wooded area to work for him as a farmer. Instead, he brutally raped and murdered yeah, her. Yeah, come out over here to the woods. I'm a farmer. And come out also, over here. We're going to farm over here. And also stole her sandals. Which, by the way, I don't know if you know this, but that incident is how Sandals Resorts got their name. Mm. Three days later... Three stars. Yoshio invited a 21-year-old woman at the train station to a farmhouse in the woods where she was raped and strangled to death before he stole her money and flip-flops. This guy collects footwear, apparently. A Mm. month later, he met a 21-year-old at a Tokyo station who he invited into a mountain village where he eventually raped her repeatedly, then killed her and left her body there after looting it. This was repeated with another 21-year-old woman a couple months later. In August of 1946, Yoshio murdered a 17-year-old girl that he had been recruiting for a job since mid-June. She needed a job to help her family with post-war trouble. Yoshio even visited her home and met her mother to convince her to, hey, she can come work for me on my farm. This will be great. So then once they found the dead body, the mom goes, oh, I think Mm. I know who did this. Mm. It's that Yoshio guy I talked to who recruited her to come work for his farm. He was arrested on the 20th of August, 1946. And on the 18th of June, 1947, the district court tried him for seven of the suspected 10 murders. 19th Eve. It turned out, let's stop making it about you. It turned out after the fifth murder, they found out that Yoshio committed necrophilia with the corpse. How'd they find that out? A little investigating. Is how they found that out, Vinny. So, all right, your your creep ate a person. My creep rapes and murders people and fucks them after they're dead. So I guess that's what we got going. Well, my guy fucked his after she died. The Supreme Court. And she had blood all over when he fucked her. Supreme Court sentenced him to death on the 16th of November, 1948. Yoshio was executed by hanging on the 5th of October, 1949. On his final day, he said, quote, I am fortunate to be able to die on such a calm and peaceful day. And he requested that they play this song. It's a beautiful day. Oh, boy. I don't want to get struck down. He by didn't YouTube. really ask for that, did he? That's impossible. It's 1946. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> he didn't really, did he? Literal, man. Oh, man. Oh, In boy. summary... He was such a prolific rapist that he's known as the Japanese Bill Cosby. He'll forever be known as the Japanese Bill Cosby. He had amazingly good timing with very clean material. So that is my creep, Yoshio Kadera, who is the creepiest Japanese creep this week. Vote for Carl and our subreddit, the the creep off. I'll allow it. I just want to say, though, like, I really feel like my guy's worse just simply because he lived off of the fucking crime. He got off completely scot-free and then reveled in it and became a celebrity because of it. He did one bad thing once. My creep was brutally murdering Chinese people Mm -hmm. when they had a little conflict Mm -hmm. over there. Mm -hmm. Comes back, decides to murder his wife's family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
takes bad every, things. Every good looking twenty one year old off the market for anyone else to enjoy. It's unfair. Not fair, man. It's not fair. Not cool. You know what though? Still saying my guy's creepier. I know voted the subreddit. That is this week's competition. Are you ready for some voicemails, Carl? Yeah, do we have a sponsor this week? We certainly do. Great. The Creep Off voicemail segment is brought to you by the city of Syracuse. Our college mascot is the orange, which makes it all the more ironic we lead the nation in cases of scurvy. See you in Syracuse. Pretty good. All right. That's pretty good, It's a great city. It's a great town. He's our roast master, right? He is. Yeah, creepoffroast.com. How are we doing on ticket sales? We haven't brought that up yet. Okay, ready for this, folks? Yes. Less than 30 tickets left. Okay. I believe there are five VIP tickets only left. Okay. And then I think there's 20-some-odd regular tickets left. Come party with us in our hometown of Rochester. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I heard there's some people on the fence about whether or not they're going to be showing up for this. Yeah, we might have. Uh, we'll, we'll make some announcements once we get confirmations. But there's one guy some... who I owe a punch in the face. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, that's not going to help us get that person here. <laughs> so you might want to not say that. The fucking jump too in the often, lake, motherfucker. All um, right. What else I can say? Oh, I, so I listened to your episode of Why Are You Laughing yesterday. Okay. And, which is a great show. Mike where, does a good job with that. Yeah, Mike Geary is the host. Blind Mike, who was just on WTP this past week. And uh, you were a guest on there talking about the history of roasts. Yeah. And a uh, very enjoyable show, uh, the two of you guys breaking down. My, my favorite part was uh, Keith Robinson oh, thinking he was going to show up and just off the cuff come up with roast jokes for everyone and just eating his dick yeah. on stage. It is great. legitimately the worst decision someone can make coming to a roast. We will not do that. It's, I, th- I have a feeling that Victoria... She would try that. She is going to Keith Robinson the shit out of this roast <laughs> if she shows up. Yeah, Vic is officially out, by the way. Oh, thank Christ. Yeah, I know. So there's that. But, but everyone who will be participating will actually write jokes ahead of time. The I good one is coming. The good one told Correct. me she's coming. Yes, K- Casey will get up from her dirt nap and show up, I think. That'll be good. Yeah. If that guy digs her up. <laughs> Voicemail. Let's do it. All right. New consequence idea. You got to make a cameo and like whatever the people who pay you say, like you got to say it and do it because it'd be really funny. Like bring it out to the people, and then um, like the other person gets all the money. <laughs> That's kind of funny. So <laughs> like you can give Vinny money to do embarrassing things, yeah. but he's got to give it to Carl. It'd be very off. funny. Yeah, okay. Think about it. I didn't like the Call idea until the money angle. That's funny. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm not doing that one because, listen, I'm what? not going to sit there and be told to say terrible things you don't that are that? evil and wrong. <laughs> you don't want to be on there? No. And, and saying, uh, welcome to Who Are These Podcasts? White Power. I do not want that. Okay. Fair enough. I have a voicemail for us, Minnie. I'm going great. Carl, I'm confused. Wasn't We're Having Gay Sex the original name for the creep off? Friday's a sin. It was not, sir. It was always the creep off. Hey, I'm just calling to say that Carl's Dairy Farmer definitely beats Vinny's this week. Wrong. Even though it made me feel bad because I was eating some string cheese while listening to it. But uh, (laughs) either way, yeah, because um, I like animals more than I like kids. So, um, yeah. Fuck you and moo. Moo, you Australian motherfucker. 
I like that one. Well, thank you, sir. If you could possibly cheat for me next time, that'd be very helpful. What's this one here? Hi, this message is for uh, Vincent Paulino. Hi, Mr. Paulino. This is Jordan with Integral Internet Technology Solutions. And we're just calling to let you know that invoice number 8357 is past due for 300 unique IP addresses delivered by (laughs) Sunday at 9 p.m. Just wanted to give you a little heads up if you get that paid. Uh, We want to thank you for being a long-term customer of Integral Internet Solutions. Thank you. Have a good day. Uh-huh. All right. Well, now we see who's cheating. Okay. It's official. It's been confirmed now. Hold on. Let me, let, me, let me pull up Vinny. Wait, was that a real Was that a real voicemail to you, Vinny? <laughs> <laughs> I was so stupid Wait. for like three seconds. <laughs> I had three seconds of complete stupidity. I admit that. I love it. If that's all I have today, I'll be fucking all right. This episode, the cow one, whatever, was one of the best post-production effects that I've ever heard. Every time I heard that phone screenshot snap picture click go off in the background, <laughs> I just had a new visual flash of Carl in a <clears throat> in that <clears throat> sorry, anyways it was funny. For a little bit. Okay then. Fuck you Ah <sighs> This guy uh, wanted to tell you that he really thought your creep was good last week. Oh, good. Paul, you broke me, man. This was the first episode of the creep off I could not get through. You yeah. tapped, bitch. Laughed all the way through Vinny's. Laughed all the way. Got about a minute, minute and a half, maybe three into Carl's. I had zero you off. Does that make me the bigger creep that I was so upset? The some guy abused animals instead of being upset about or laughing about some guy who abused children. No. No, you you why I inst- love this show. Your instincts were correct, sir. See ya. I definitely brought the bigger creep. And I didn't even show the videos. I could have shown the videos and and you still would have won because you cheat, but you know what I mean. I didn't do fucking anything. Yeah, okay. I don't care what the guy from Internet Integral Technology said. Listen, I'm just going to put it out there. On January 6th, if people want to storm comedy at the Carlson, <laughs> because of all these uh, voting shenanigans going on, I, I listen, I'm not encouraging that behavior. Just people covered in green and black. <laughs> just charging the... be terrible. All right, uh, Carl, I think it's time for a scum parade. How's that sound? That sounds good. Do you have music for us? I probably do somewhere here. Driving children, a flip of pedos, diddling. Two bag murderers, rape the steward, rape the ray, sociopath, abusive ass. Love it. Coming in hot. Sherburn County, Minnesota. Carl, you read this article? I did, yeah. These people are really stupid, but I might think that the cops are the creeps here. Okay. Well, I'm interested to hear your, your uh, take on Two this. people have been arrested after a significant amount of meth 
was reportedly sent to the wrong address. Yes. Which is why you don't mail meth. This reminds me of that Mitch Hedberg joke. My, I love my FedEx guy because he's a drug dealer and he don't even know it. Yep. In late June, investigators learned that meth was mailed to an Elk River home. The person who received the meth by mistake brought it to authorities. Tattletale. The person who was supposed to receive the box, 28-year-old Jessica Garrity, had reportedly been contacting her building management about a missing package. Yeah, I bet she was freaking out about it. Ten pounds of meth, Vinny. I looked this up. Yes, correct. About $70,000 street value. So, by the way, if I have $70,000 worth of illegal drugs, I'm double-checking the address before I pop that in the old mailbox. I like. Right? To, I bet it was the postal worker. You think so? Yeah. I thought it said that the uh, the address was wrong. Maybe it was just delivered to the wrong address. It was brought to the wrong address. Okay. I thought it was the meth head who put the wrong address on the package itself. I could be wrong about that. Well, here's the fun thing. What's the fun thing? The cops decided to play a prank, and they took out all of their meth. <laughs> what a fun prank that is. And then they put salt in the bags. Yep. And then they gave it. They repackaged it and put a GPS tracker and an alarm system mm -hmm. into the box, repackaged it, gave it to the building manager to give back to Jessica Garrity. Now, investigators witnessed Garrity picking up the package, and the box was later given to 24-year-old Ricardo Warguia. I have no idea how you say this, last guy, sure. this guy's last name. Ricardo gets arrested, and authorities search Garrity's home. This guy, Ricardo, said he was between homes and asked her to accept the package for him. Okay. So she's blaming this guy all day sure, long, which yeah. is what you would do yep. when you're a fucking drug mule and you don't know it. The two allegedly met on a dating site approximately a month prior. During the search of her home, the cops found marijuana in her room and she was arrested. If you like methamphetamines, they bust her get for a little, busted by cops for a little weed. They bust her for a little weed. <laughs> two suspects were uh, reportedly booked into the county jail and they were... Uh, Ricardo was charged with first-degree possession of a controlled substance and appeared and is scheduled to appear in court on Tuesday, July 5th. So he was in court this past week. We cover a lot of criminals who are actually geniuses. Yeah. People who would be successful in any walk of life if they hadn't chosen a life of crime. None, and I mean none of them, are ever into meth. Meth always attracts the dumbest people. Have you noticed that? Yeah. Never once am I, am I like, wow, that's a brilliant scheme this, this meth had had. You know, you ask all the time, like, why would someone try meth that first time? Yeah. The answer is because they're dumb they're and they stupid. want a good time. Yes. That's got to be the only reason. Although so, I will say mailing 10 pounds of meth to people sounds like a lot of fun. If I had unlimited money, like if I had Hunter Biden money, you know, like ridiculous amounts of money, I might do that just as like a hobby. You know he wouldn't mail that to anybody. No, I know. I'm all saying right. what I would do with that kind of money. <laughs> It'd be fun. To Ivanka Trump. <laughs> <laughs> like shit like that. All right, so uh, we're going to go down to the great state of Florida for our next creep. And you know what? We have a great new Florida jingle. Oh, right. Daniel Ray Simpson, 28 years old, is accused of touching himself sexually in public, according to deputies with the Hernando County Sheriff's Office. 
They say the first alleged incident happened Saturday at the Brooksville Cemetery, Carl. Jacking it, jacking it, jacking it, jack. Spanking it, jacking it, spanking it, smack. Authorities were alerted by a female citizen who contacted them to say while she was visiting the gravesite of a friend, she observed a male nearby who was only partially dressed and playing with himself. Listen, we all get horny at cemeteries, but you got to fight that urge, man. Yeah, she said the victim observed the male to have his pants down to his ankles and be fondling himself as he watched the victim visiting her dead loved one. There's also lots of places to hide, dummy. You don't have to be spotted in a cemetery. I think he should paint himself as like an angel or something. Yeah, like, stand on top of one of the tombstones. I want to just like... <laughs> uh, like he's jacking it, and every time she looks over, he just stops. Yep. <laughs> Silent. Yep. It was just motionless. That's it. It's like street performer. So the next day, a similar incident took place at the U.S. Post Office about two miles away from the cemetery. Mm -hmm. A female citizen contacted the police to report an incident of exposure. Deputies said at a press conference, Simpson allegedly said hi to his victim while they were both inside the post office. Yep. The victim ignored the mail and quickly left the building. While approaching her vehicle, the victim turned her head to be sure the male was not following her. While looking back, the victim observed the male to have his pants unzipped and be fondling himself. The victim quickly left the area and contacted law enforcement. Can I just say, Vinny, that this is why God invented cam girls? They'll talk to you. You can say hi to them. They won't be offended if you're jerking off at the time. There's already a solution for this guy's problem. I don't think this guy has a computer. You don't think so? No. You Daniel Ray Simpson, he doesn't look like he's uh, web savvy. Okay. Well, he might want to invest in a, in a computer. So, Carl, you're looking into buying land in Florida, yeah? Yes, I am. And by the way, I don't want to meet anyone there. I'm not going to introduce myself to anyone. I don't mm -hmm. want to make friends. I don't want to mm -hmm. know anyone. Mm -hmm. Every story that you send me every week, I'm just like, holy shit, these fucking people are nuts. Well, I think it sounds like it's great to be a landowner in Florida. Yeah. A uh, Florida man was charged with attempted murder after swinging a hatchet at his landlord and shooting him in the face. Wow. Uh, <laughs> the Volusia Sheriff's Office said that Freddie Vale, 47, lived in a barn apartment on the 77-year-old victim's property. Vale, who's 47, lived in the apartment, uh, approached the victim Tuesday evening while carrying the hatchet. Deputies say Vale gave the victim the hatchet only to snatch it back and threaten the victim. The 47-year-old then swung the hatchet, which deputies said caused the victim to fall to the ground. The sheriff's office said Vale got on top of the victim and tried to hit him with the hatchet as the 77-year-old man dodged the blows, kicking Vale off of him. You don't need a hatchet to take a 77-year-old man down to the ground. This guy sounds like a badass. An this uneven sidewalk back. will do it. That's true. That is true. I mean, No, this guy Florida. is amazing. It reminds me of that uh, scene from Star Wars where the sand people are swinging at Luke and he's just dodging on the ground. Like This guy's like just dodging a hatchet yeah. on the ground. It's pretty impressive. He's fucking going Mendelbaum, Mendelbaum. <laughs> He got off the victim. The guy goes back to his apartment and comes back with a pistol. He points the gun at the victim, but the gun did not fire. Mm. The sheriff's office said Vale pointed the gun at his landlord a second time and fired one shot, hitting the victim in the left side of his face. Oh, it only hit him in the face? Well, he got lucky then. <laughs> what a day. <laughs> Sounds awful. Vale went back to his apartment as the victim ran home and warned his wife about what happened when she was cooking dinner. Could you imagine... This guy comes into his house. He's just been shot in the Don't face. Don't bleed on that. I just cleaned that floor. Oh, my. If you bleed on that floor, so help me God. Honey, you won't believe the day I've had. I've been mopping all day today, and then you come in here with your blown up face, fucking all up.
the couple locked themselves inside the home, and you know that the Florida decor for a 77-year-old is a lot of pastels. It's true. You're not getting that blood out. <laughs> the couples locked themselves inside the house. They called the cops. The deputies say Vale drove away from the scene at a high speed, but was found nearly three hours later at a Deltona Walmart. Oh, he was found at a Walmart. Of course. Of course he was. Hey, I have an idea. Let's go into Walmarts and just arrest everyone. You know the cops just went and said, hey, who here shot their landlord today? And like six or seven <laughs> guys just go, yeah. Honestly, if you just arrested everyone at a Walmart at any given time, I think you'd have a very high success rate for detaining criminals. Over 50%, right? Well, I mean, if they had arrested you that day, you were walking around with your phone. I'm surprised they did. Uh, so the couple, these victims, allowed this guy to move in about two years ago because he was down on his luck. Mm-hmm. They charged him with first-degree murder with a firearm and is being held without bail until his first appearance they at were court friends. hearings. I don't know what happened with this guy. He was buddies with us. I just wanted my hatchet back. <laughs> I guess so. All right. We're going to go out to L.A., all okay. right? This story's fucking bonkers. The Los Angeles Police Department said a man intentionally rammed a 13-year-old boy with his truck and then impersonated a police officer to kidnap him. Okay. Everybody down on the floor. <laughs> I got this. Including this kid down here. I'm going to take him to the hospital. I swear that's what I'm doing. The kid I just ran over in my Toyota Tundra. You know, you used to be able to just like have a Playboy magazine and get a 13-year-old boy into your truck. But now you have to get a little more creative. You got to think outside the box a little bit. 38-year-old Otto Neil Mendoza. Investigator said Mendoza told the team that he was a police officer, showed him a badge, and forced him into the truck. Mm-hmm. Luckily for the victim, a witness saw what happened and called the police and then followed the suspect. Mendoza then allegedly picked up an unidentified passenger while the child was still in the car. Moments later, police were able to locate the vehicle only a mile and a half away from where the child was taken. No weapons were found in his possession, and the boy was taken to the hospital for minor injuries he sustained. Now, Mendoza is arrested and charged with kidnapping. Police say they may charge him with further crimes as the investigation warrants because it sounds to me like this guy's in the business of trafficking children. Yeah, they said that this is a very odd scenario. They've never seen this before, where a guy goes around hitting kids on bikes and then pretending to be a cop to bring them into his truck. <sighs> it's funny, too, because the, defi- the Dude, deputy... Dude, kids can't play outside anymore. <laughs> well, they, they should be able to. The deputy chief brainiac thinks that Mendoza <laughs> didn't have good intentions. Did you see mm, that in the article? He did. What do you base that on, sir? Just the fact that he's going around ramming children while they're riding their bikes? And you want to hear this other crazy, the, the other crazy thing here? This yeah. guy's a real brainiac. The other passenger was released after police interviewed him and concluded he had nothing to do with the abduction. Yeah, okay. But could you tell us what this Mendoza guy's up to? Like, how do, What's your relationship with him? What's going on here? That's <laughs> just shrugs. Hello. <laughs> The police are asking for any information related to Mendoza. So I have one more thing I'm going to surprise you with, Carl. Okay, cool. I got a video you haven't seen, and this video is makes me glad I don't have children. Okay. By the way, society's also glad you don't have children. If you had a son, he would hate wrestling. He would be so... such a fucking loser. He'd be so anti-wrestling. What a dork my dad is. Probably. Oh my gosh, you went to uh, the wrestling event the other last week and you didn't get your Carl Sucks site on TV. Certainly did didn't. That was disappointing. Didn't. But I do have good news now for you. Now, how everybody. are people going to know how much I suck? Well, here's where they'll know because I am going to be in uh, the end of the month. I'm going to be down in Nashville and I'm going to be at the Ric Flair's last match and I'm going to be in the third row, nice. Carl. At the last match of Ric Flair, there will be a Carl Sucks sign. 
Is that televised somewhere? It's going to be on pay-per-view. Okay. And cool. I also have a front row ticket for the New Japan show, uh, which is the day before. Nice. So if you like New Japan wrestling, look for your boy Vinny with the Carl Sucks sign right in the very front row. It's going to be hard to miss. We're going to make sure, Car- going to make sure that Japan knows Carl is a creep. I like uh, New Japan's. That sounds fun. So this video is terrifying. If you have a, a child... This is weird. I just want Carl's opinion here. We're going to talk through this. So there's a kid standing with his father. The father's the guy with the black on. And this man is just walking up and, like, touching his son on the back and being playful with him. And they're trying to order food. And this guy's just, like, inserting himself right next to the kid. (laughs) Inserting himself? Okay. And he's touching the kid oh, and he's talking to the kid dad says, right, and the dad kind of gives him a little slap yeah he goes all right that's hey man don't talk to my kid yeah 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 it's being weird i'm serious motherfucker yes he's gonna make out with him dude gets right up in his face yeah but, but not like a are you serious motherfucker Now they're in a complete fucking fight. Oh my god, stop it! Whoa, man! Taking down the father. The father is now in a fucking... Is being choked out. I thought the child molester wasn't going to do shit because he looked like a little prancy guy. Yeah, and he just got right up in the... The dad like says, don't talk to my son. Don't talk to my son. This guy gets right up in his face and then starts wrestling the dad and puts him in a fucking chokehold and puts him right on the fucking ground, and that's Uh, where the video cuts off. No, so there's no more of that? There's no more of that. Oh, come on. If anybody knows what happened, please send it to me. Oh, that's how you're ending this show today? Yeah, it's called a... Fucking blue balls? It's called a... a, a To be continued. It's called a To be continued? No. (laughs) Is that what it's called? Tune in next week, creep fans. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> same creep time, same creep channel. Uh-oh, retard alert. Retard alert, class. Hey, Carl, ask me uh, what happened at the end of the video. What happens at the end of the video, Vinny? How should I know? I'm retarded. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, that is this week's Creep Off. Get your tickets for the Creep Off Roast at creepoffroast.com. There's less than 30 left. I'm uh, going to be doing uh, WATP with you on Wednesday. Yes. On thir- for the Thursday show. For the Thursday show. You'll be on WATP talking a little Tom Myers versus the rest of the world. He's put out back-to-back best ofs of 2022. Mm-hmm. Best ofs and outtakes. Ugh. Two episodes he's put out. <laughs> this guy's amazing. He thinks he's so good. Fucking that prolific. He takes the stuff that he edited out of his older episodes and put them together and packaged that. And as not a new only packaged it, called it his best. Yeah. So that's all I'm going to say there. It's amazing. He's so great. I'll be doing that this week. And, uh, he's make been sure- mixing it up with me online a little bit, too. Not that I ever respond, but he was kind of uh, upset that we made fun of his stand up. Why? Because he was getting laughs and you were just being a dick. Yeah. That's You're what being he said. a sour dick that's because what he you said. can't get laughs on I stage. don't think that Tom Myers actually watched our review because I did acknowledge the big laugh that he got during his stand up. Mm-hmm. I was impressed. Mm-hmm. He's living off that laugh, you he's, know. He's still living off that laugh. I know. Oh, I'm halfway there. <laughs> oh. So uh, vote at the Reddit page this week, our subreddit, The, the Creep Off. Yeah. And uh, you can I hope us. we don't get 666 votes again. 
You can leave us a voicemail at 585-371-8108, and you can email us at creepoffpod at gmail.com. Remember, it's nice to be important. It's more important to be nice. Gagia! Let's get out of here. Important. Everything is rocking out of control when we hit Japan. There are probably people who don't even get the joke. Ciao, Bella. May your enemies be cursed in your podcast adventures.